You know that's how I'm going to open this, right? (laughs) (laughs) What's the deal with podcasts? They're not in a pod. They're not casting anything. It's just a radio, but it's on the internet. Don't these people have a radio? Don't you think that there's enough stuff out there already? Why does everyone have one? I don't have one. Not everyone needs a podcast. Don't we have enough crap going around and around the internet? You know, the other day I was listening to this new podcast. This brother and sister team trying to go through all of pop culture and determine whether or not you should have it on your shelf. Do we really need these people? Who are the people that can't figure this out for themselves? Do we really need all of this information? Do you really need a three hour long podcast about a 22 minute show? Why do you need to have something on your shelf once you have it on and you've listened to it once? It's crazy! They call it shelf life! I'm Jerry Seinfeld! Bad Seinfeld oppression aside, I am Kevin. And I'm Rachel. And this is Shelf Life! It's <laughs> not even good. Like, he doesn't go to that range most of the time. Most of the time, he's in this range, and he's talking, you know, like this. But then, oh, yeah. because of the show, we always want to go like this! Well, because anytime there's any strands, he just goes up in the high! I'm a baby! <laughs> This is Shelf Life, a podcast where a brother and sister team go through all the world of pop culture, both past, present, and future, and we determine whether or not it deserves a place on your shelf. We do this for movies, TV, games, books, video games, comics, sports, sports entertainment, music, and anything else that the fans, the friends, and the listeners want us to go through. For those of you that are new... To the show or are finding the show because of the subject we are doing today rachel what is up for contention today on the shelf i mean if it wasn't obvious by the stand-up that we started <laughs> off with. the worst stand-up and seinfeld impression you've ever heard it we're doing be- b movie we're doing the b movie <laughs> oh my god i'm a b <laughs> we might as well do the dmb movie with that impression because that's the that's the voice he does. He's he does doing an, that voice. He does an impression of himself for the entire yes. B movie. Yes. yes. Oh God. But no, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. We're when doing. When we get to B movie, we, we really are like, we're we're either like oh, we're at the I, bottom of the barrel that, here, or it's like I guess we'll do B movie. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Oh, what goes with the rest of these? Uh, I guess the B movie. <sighs> the theme for this season was B movie. B movie is the main <laughs> oh, event. Oh, wait, wait a minute! It could be B movies with oh, the B movie. I like it. <laughs> I like that idea. All right, uh, mark it no, down. No, 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 season no, no. season seventeen. <laughs> we're doing all B movies with B movie. That's <laughs> the kicker. Now we have to do it, because I said it. Oh, we do. We do. 
Okay, anyway, Rachel, <laughs> what is up on the sh- shelf today? We will or be doing for the shelf. Season 1 Seinfeld. Season Or if you watched the first episode the the pilot, the Seinfeld Chronicles with the old theme, the theme before Seinfeld. Ooh. It's atrocious. It is not. It is not. (laughs) Hang on. I've got to play it so that I can. I can do the jukebox. Because someone, someone. Let's see. Okay. The original Seinfeld theme. A lot of tambourine. It's really bad. It reminds me of the community, the Troy and Abed, like, Oh, I like community. Don't, we'll get there. We've got it on the list. But we've got to start here. So for those that are new or those that are have been keeping track of the theme for season one, whatever you want to call it, our first trek through the shelf. If you haven't noticed what we've been doing with the TV shows, we've done three TV shows, or we will do three TV shows. I don't know where the hell you're putting this, Rachel, but <laughs> in the order. So Don't worry about cut, it. <laughs> cut out whatever part I said wrong. We've got The Simpsons. We've got Twilight Zone. And now we're doing Seinfeld. Three television shows that either influenced us or we grew up with directly Mm -hmm. or were influences to the future of everything directly or indirectly. Yeah. For Seinfeld, to me, it's both. Oh, I I agree. Yeah. Seinfeld is pretty much a sitcom, but I don't know why I went Doc Brown there for a second. Sitcom. (laughs) Oh, no. Not again. (laughs) my fault every time the main event this season is not back to the future <laughs> so don't think that because i keep doing that that you're getting back to the future yet we have to save that for when we're good at this what was i saying oh so <laughs> that it's a sitcom, it's a sitcom. <laughs> it's a sitcom. <laughs> and it has traditional sitcom tropes it's a three camera it's got a laugh it doesn't have a laugh track but it has a studio audience right and typically i would say i really do not like that genre I don't like sitcoms. I might have watched them as a kid, but nowadays, and even trying to watch old sitcoms, I can't do it. It's a little but cringy. Seinfeld is totally different in my mind, and I don't know if that's rose-colored glasses and it's not really that different, or if it really is different. Well, and it, go ahead. No, I'm thinking that it is like a sitcom. Right, it's got like the casing of a sitcom, but in the middle of it, it's just like a comedian stand-up. It's or, or like an improv group. It feels kind of like an improv. It group. feels like a to me. It feels like a stage play. Yes, it feels like because it feels like these actors, the live audience, and the way that they cut the laugh track in with the jokes, makes it feel more like you're watching a play. Right. Then but you're, you're, yet you're actually sitting in the audience. Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe that helps because it's not a bang theory laugh track like you know it's not fake you, does that make sense 
like the audience is reacting with with the actors right the characters they're they yes. are and to your point it's like a comedian's stand-up because they're trying they're playing not just for you at home watching the show but they're playing to get the for audience to react to get yeah. into it yeah. especially michael richards right he knows how to play that audience yes he does <laughs> but we're starting here with seinfeld it's acclaimed as one of the best television shows of all time i'm curious to know and folks at home let us know are did you grow up with seinfeld like we did do you know what it is is it something that your parents grew up with if we have younger listeners or you know have you never been exposed to seinfeld this is your chance because we're we're gonna go through all 180 episodes sooner or later and <laughs> uh we're, we're we're starting here with season one and again, we find ourselves in the year 1989 and 1990 because we're just, we're stuck in 1990 here on Shelf yeah, Life. Why can't we get out of this? Well, because that's the, you know, that's the, I'm going to make another Back to the Future reference, but the center of, you know, the center of time, Doc is like, maybe is 1955 the nexus of all time? Maybe 1990 was the nexus of all time. We got this, we got the <laughs> Simpsons. Maybe it was just the time to change the game. It was like Maybe it was. To change television. A lot with, of with stuff happened within, like, the 20 years before and the 20 years after. A lot of things happened. <laughs> uh, so, Rachel, I'll let you go first and give your... Since since the way that we've done this, it, when we start a new television show, is we give our impressions of how we feel about that TV show in general, and then we give you a little bit of the backstory on how that TV show came together, and then we'll start going and running down and going episode by episode. But I want to start with you and, and what, your, what your initial thoughts are, what your history is, what your past is with Seinfeld, how you feel generally about the show. Honestly, I mean, with Seinfeld, it, this is, we grew up with this. And I think it is one of the bases for all of the references I make throughout my days. <laughs> yeah, there's probably not a day goes by, at least when, when you and I talk, that it, there isn't a Seinfeld reference. Oh, my god. And gosh. I mean, there, I have friends, at least a couple of friends, my college roommate and I, one of my best friends growing up, and I, there's a Seinfeld reference being made every time we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. By hook or by crook. Like, there's at least one Seinfeld oh, yeah. reference. Absolutely. Even if it's just, like, just the tone of how you're saying right, something. Yeah, it doesn't even have it, to be something It literally is just, Seinfeld, like, right. But it's Seinfeldian. Yeah, Seinfeldian. Nature. That's a good way of saying it. And but, it is. I mean, like, there is a certain tone to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There might not be... There, well, okay, there may not be... All, not all of the episodes are going to be wonderful. They're not like, oh, wonderful. every episode is just wonderful. But <laughs> but usually there's, and we'll, like, and we'll, jokes and we'll in know. every one that, like, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah, I reference that still. Oh, yeah. Right. You get well, that I, still. I said that to you when I went back to watch these because season one I don't... Season one, I thought folks at home, and maybe we will get through them. And I was like, oh, we can get through season one all in one one shot. And because I just remember them being flat and pretty dry. And maybe like they, they are, haven't maybe they gotten to that point yet. They don't like knowing themselves. Do it for you. Yet. They don't do it for me. How but... are we referencing that one a lot? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that was two Spaceball references in a row for those that didn't quite <laughs> catch it. <laughs> Spaceballs is also Spaceballs also isn't the main event this season, but it's you're getting warm. 
So <laughs> yeah, we're getting closer now. Sci-fi, spaceballs. Stepping in the poopy. Huh. Hmm. Anyway, doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> oh, that's what I was trying to say. Damn it! <laughs> but we're not doing that either. To me, it was charming to see because there is stuff. There's plenty of stuff for us to talk about in these episodes that are going to keep it at shelf length length, which we know all of you love. <laughs> Absolutely. So like you said, for the, the Simpsons episode where you said it was something that was on during dinner. Yes. I think so the same this. way. Yeah, exactly. I think this was after dinner. That's so true. In, in syndication, this is like cleaning up dinner. <laughs> in syndication, it was always where we grew up. It was always The Simpsons is on at dinner, and then Seinfeld was on right after dinner. Yes. So it was always, well, homework's not getting done. I'm going to go watch these. Yeah, I'm going to finish the this first. And Seinfeld, and then maybe I'll get that homework done. And, and I think that's how I pretty much watched all of Seinfeld was through syndication. I don't think I ever watched it live. I don't. I'll, I don't think I did. I think we were too young to watch it live. Right. The only thing I'll say is I the one memory I have of watching Seinfeld live was we were on vacation during the Seinfeld finale. And I remember Grandma. I do remember that. I remember Grandma taping it for us. I, and I guess because it was such a big deal because this was such a big show by that point. And we still were watching it in the hotel room. We still had it on. Right. And because it was just that big of a deal to have the Seinf the Seinfeld finale on. That's all I kind of remember about watching it live. Because I really don't ever remember mom and dad watching it, but like, who knows? I just don't remember. Right. But I do remember the way that I and you too, we watched it through syndication. And then, yeah. and it became part of it was, our... It was reruns. Yeah, it was in reruns. And it became part of our, our sayings and what we kind of love to do and all this stuff. Yeah. So there's a special place in our hearts for Seinfeld as a show and... Um, and we have to remember kind of the humble beginnings that this show had. This show was not supposed to make it. No. This show was not supposed to be as big as it became. This was not supposed to be a highlight for NBC or Castle Rock or Sony Pictures or anybody. It was, it was just, it was kind of a happy accident that everything just fell into place, that the people were so good at what they did, mm -hmm. and that everyone was patient enough to watch this show develop because, and I'm sure I'll repeat myself when we get to the later seasons of Seinfeld. If you watch the first few seasons of Seinfeld, it truly is a show about just people talking and everyday problems. And then by the second half of the show, like seasons five through nine or six through nine, it becomes like a vaudeville show. It's still a stage play, but now it's like a vaudeville act. Mm -hmm. And even and those episodes are fun too, just for a different reason because they're just right. wacky. They're wacky, but they're still like talking about things that are every day. Right. It's a, it's a it's a fun show, and and I know like a lot of people that haven't uh, younger people might not have caught on to it, but definitely give it a shot. Like I said, we have to kind of remember the humble beginnings of this show. It started as in the early '80s or mid '80s. Jerry Seinfeld was a comedian uh, and a very well established comedian. He would do The Tonight Show on Johnny Carson. He would do different gigs. And he was well-known as a good comedian. And he was a, mm -hmm. he's one of the best comedians of all time. His stand-up is great. I've read a couple of books about Seinfeld. 
I've watched a documentary about the making of Seinfeld. So I'm not doing this with notes in front of me. So we may have to go back and, you know, edit my thoughts. But I think I think I can get the gist of it. Okay. I, I, I watched an episode of Matlock in, the, in a bar last night. The sound wasn't on, <laughs> but I think I got the gist of it. Well, I think... What you were gonna part of it? What I was thinking is it. He's famous, right? He's like, oh, he might be one of the best, but he's he's one of the most copied or made fun of as well because that type of com- comedy where it's like, what's the deal with? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a type unto itself, right? Because he's a very optimistic comedian. He's not a lot of com- comedy is about just how shitty life is. And Jerry's isn't necessarily how shitty life is. It's just, like, how weird life is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how weird everyday life can be. Yeah. And it's almost like these little things. It's the little things that Jerry's looking for. It's not like, oh, women be shopping or take my wife, please. It's not that. Right. It's it's these little things that Jerry's comedy is. I don't know. It's very hard to explain. Because it is, to your point, it's so parodied now. Exactly. It's so It's even parodied on the show towards, you know, the more mature seasons where they make fun of him like, so what kind of comedy did you do? Do you do a lot of that did you ever notice type of stuff? <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a an agent named Greg Shapiro who kept trying, wanted to get him a deal with NBC. I don't know why uh, Greg Shapiro must have known people at NBC or something, but his agent was trying to get him some sort of deal with NBC. And I think his agent thought that he could get him maybe a special, maybe some kind of show, maybe like be on a show or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he thought like his own show, but what ends up happening, it's very similar. If you've seen season four of Seinfeld, where they do them getting a chance to do a show, it's, it is the satire of that pretty beat for beat. So right. Greg Shapiro invites some NBC execs to come watch a set of Jerry's and they come and they watch the set and they like it. And they call Jerry in to have a discussion about what to do. And Jerry decides to tell, this is where I'm going to get a little bit confused. So apologies if I get the story a little bit wrong. We'll, we'll put it in a, you know, put in our traction or whatever <laughs> but he goes and he tells his friend larry david who was another comedian uh, about this opportunity that's come up at nbc and he asks larry because larry had experience writing larry wrote for snl he wrote for some other variety show i can't remember the name he had experience writing and famously, Larry says in a documentary that he never, he got one of his sketches on SNL uh, to actually make air, and it aired like five minutes before the show went off the air, <laughs> which is the worst time to have a sketch air. Sure. Um, so, like, he did not think of himself as a successful comedy writer, mm-hmm. but he was also a stand up comedian. So he went in with Jerry to talk with the NBC execs. And the idea of the show to begin with was that it was just going to be a special. It was going to be like an hour and a half special. And the idea that they had was it was a one camera and it was going to follow Jerry around as he tried to figure out what to make his stand-up out of. He was just going to, you know, be observing things or like Mm -hmm. how a comedian finds inspiration for his stand-up. Right. 
And the NBC execs were like, okay, maybe. And they ended up instead. And of course, I think this is one of those famous, like Larry David got angry because the NBC execs were like, well, we could also do a half an hour, three camera show. Like you could do like an actual pilot. Right. And the way that Jerry describes it in the documentary that I watched is it's this famous, the NBC execs weren't like, oh no, we don't want to do your idea at all. We actually want to do this. It was more like they were just brainstorming. Right, right. And Larry was like, no, it's a one camera. It's an hour and a half. That's it. That's the show. I like wanted to storm out, which apparently is a Larry, very Larry David thing to do. Okay. And they make George do that in season four of the It's show. true. Well, he's kind of a hothead, so. But eventually what happens is they're given a half an hour to do this Seinfeld Chronicles special. It's given a terrible date to air, which is July 5th. It's in the middle of summer in 1989. It's that's which I mean, July 5th. It's a day after the 4th of July. It's a terrible day to film it or, or to air it. Right. And a couple of the anecdotes to talk about with that. So, so the thought is that they're basically dumping this thing. They're just dumping mm-hmm. it because they, they're just like, yeah, we'll give it to you. Like, it's a, it, it's good exposure for you. Like, whatever. But they have to make this show now. So, and of course, they talk about how neurotic Larry David was. Like, oh, God, I have to write an entire half an hour. How am I going to do this? Um, <laughs> so what they do is they realize they're at a birthday party for a mutual friend. And Larry forgot to bring a gift which will come back into play later in our episode talking about season one. But Larry forgot to bring a gift, so he decides to write up some quick stand-up, and that'll be the gift. He'll do, do a routine for for a mm-hmm. birthday. But for some reason, he tells Jerry to read it. Or she tells Jerry to read it. Maybe she told Jerry to read it out loud because Larry didn't want to read it. Okay. Because like, he wrote it for her. Like, it was like, you know, like he wrote the stand-up down. Sure. And they realize... That Larry's writing with Jerry's style is really funny. Like, apparently, like, <laughs> it, it kills. And it kind of makes sense, because you have this very neurotic, cynical Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm style, mixed with Jerry's sarcastic, but, like, naivete mm-hmm. style, and it just works. So they realize that this is going to, that they can do this writing. They can do this, like, style together. Jerry's going to be in the show. They have to cast two major people to be on this show with them. One, they decide they need to cast Larry because they okay. basically write the script. They're writing like a Larry David character named George Costanza. And they do auditions for it. And one of the uh, actors that comes on board to audition is Jason Alexander. And someone at, uh, I can't remember if it was NBC or if it was at Castle Rock, but one of the execs knew him from stage plays because Jason Alexander was like a stage play guy at first. Okay. And so they have him audition. And he does the audition. He tries to do a Woody Allen impression because that's what mm-hmm. he thought the character was supposed to be, <laughs> which close enough. But they give him the job right away and love sure. it. And the next one they do, they're trying to find, they write a character into the script to be Larry's neighbor. So Larry had a neighbor named Kenny Kramer. Oh my and God. they write it into the script to be Kessler, which Jerry eventually was like, no, it needs to be Kramer. It has to be Kramer, which I guess he was right. But for some reason, Jerry knew it needed to be Kramer. And 
Larry's neighbor was apparently this weird guy, this eccentric guy, very nice man, according to Jerry, and, but like <laughs> sure. very eccentric and would come over to the house. Jerry even explains that they would be writing the script and he, and Kramer would like walk into the apartment, grab food and leave. Oh my God. <laughs> like exactly like the show. <laughs> That's amazing. And of course, Larry knew that Kenny Kramer would make a big deal about having to use his likeness. And according to Jerry, he did. He brought it up to NBC, like, I'm the real Kramer. Like, I I can be Kramer. I am Kramer. And they're like, you're not an actor. (laughs) So I guess they paid him off, which is is good. Good for Kenny Kramer. Yeah, really. Um, He's an iconic character is based off you. But to find this iconic character, they needed to find the right actor. And Jerry suggested Michael Richards. So I think Michael Richards came in to do it. And... The story was he did the bit and they le- and he left and the NBC guys said, well, if you want funny, there's funny. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's true. And Michael Richards, whatever you want to say about him as a person or whatever, watching him in these documentaries and obviously Kramer is one of the greatest characters of all time. I mean, he just is. Television oh, yeah. Of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, all four of them are really they decided to cast michael richards and michael richards is so serious and all these be- behind the scenes stuff that i watch rage it's kind of great because he's just so he talked they're talking about the pilot and michael okay. richards is like talking about george and he's like jason knew this like he's so serious he's just like jason was so good and he's like <laughs> jason knew this character so well he was so good at it and then, he go- and then he talks about himself, and he's like, I didn't know exactly what to do yet. I wasn't sure what to do. I wasn't sure what reaction I was getting. It's like, right. and, and I He knew nothing, think- and he just went with it. <laughs> I appreciate that he took it that seriously to play as wacky of a character as you'll ever see on television. Sure. I did leave out, interestingly enough, so the studios that produced this were Sony Pictures and Castle Rock Entertainment. Castle Rock Entertainment... I didn't realize this until I watched this documentary. One of the guys at Castle Rock Entertainment, Rob Reiner, who is a very famous director of you know, Princess Bride and this is Spinal Tap. So interesting how all of these worlds kind of connect and weave together. It's Hollywood, so of course that's how everything weaves and connects together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're given this pilot, and it airs. And we'll talk about the reaction. Well, let's talk about the reaction of the pilot now, and then we'll talk about what happened after the pilot when we get to episode two. Because what happens is it airs. Yep. They do test audiences with it, and test audiences don't like it. Nope. The notes that they're getting back are that it's too New York, which I don't know why it's too Like, I get it. Like, there's New York in it, but too New York? Like, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess too focused. I don't know. And is it like to, focal as in like how they're acting? Yeah, like, like they are just, like, from New York, their, or are they like, like their general attitude seems like it's New York? Okay, I guess. But and, I mean, they are from New York, right? It's in New York. It should be <laughs> New York. Should be New York. And too Jewish, which I don't understand no? that at all. <laughs> because never, his name is Seinfeld. But they they never really talk about anything Jewish. Never really comes up. But, no, but the idea of the I'm show confused. is kind of intact in the way that it is, where it is like they are basically showing or trying to show where a comedian gets his inspiration for his stand-up. And that's why there's cutbacks and the shows begin and end with stand-up about what the show's going on. 
it was like a little thing that would happen in the show even sometimes where it was just that little thing is what he he kept for the comedian act so then on july 5th 1989 the pilot the seinfeld chronicles airs a weird name (laughs) yeah well and i i think the first thing the script doesn't even call it the seinfeld chronicles right the script called it something else it called it like jerry the jerry oh no it called it it was called stand-up oh okay called stand-up wasn't even called that at the time so we'll get into what happened after the pilot aired after we talk about the pilot rachel anything else otherwise let's get right into it let's talk about the seinfeld oh i'm ready let's do it all right we'll take a short break and then we'll uh talk about seinfeld 